You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Your Victory Monday podcast is brought to you by Visa. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap and pay with contactless Visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. The Green Bay Packers go to New Orleans and put a stamp on the start of their season. If there were any questions about the realness of this 2-0 start, oh, they played the Vikings, they played the Lions, okay, go down into New Orleans. I know it's not a hostile environment, but they still had to travel, they still have to play in a different place than they're used to playing. There's still some difference in your your comfort levels. And they go out and get a 37-30 to 30 win. The offense, even without Devontae Adams, who didn't play in this game, was absolutely brilliant. Uh, Aaron Rodgers does Aaron Rodgers things with some ridiculous shot plays to Alan Lazard, who also came up big in this game, had two huge chunk plays, and became the go-to receiver with Adams out the defense made the two plays they needed to play in this game they make a third down stop late in the game and that is after creating a fumble on a Taysom Hill play Taysom Hill in the game for reasons that remain clear only to Sean Payton they do what they need to do to get a win and with that win they elevate themselves into the conversation now and they were already in the conversation in a way But they solidified it. They said, this is real. This is who we are now. We are a contending team that will have to be reckoned with. The 49ers, they go into New York and and get a win with busboys and and taxi drivers that they pulled off the street. And Kyle Shanahan was able to make chicken salad out of you-know-what. And that's great. And the 49ers, even with all their injuries, are still going to be a very good team. And Seattle, they can't stop anybody. But damn it, if Russell Wilson isn't playing at an unbelievable level right now, record-setting pace, five more touchdowns on Sunday in a wild win against the Cowboys. And frankly, it should have been six because DK Metcalf doesn't know where he is on the field at all times, apparently. The Packers are not only in that conversation, they have a case as the best of those teams. They have the case that they are in the same realm with the Chiefs and the Ravens because through three weeks, no one can stop this offense. And part of that, a huge part of that, is Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur has been absolutely brilliant. 
I was talking to friend of the show, Jason Hershorn, after the game, and we agreed this was Matt LaFleur's masterpiece to this point in his career. And that's remarkable to say because two weeks ago, I said the same thing about his Vikings game. In two of the three weeks this year, Matt LaFleur has called such a tremendous game that it has been worthy of saying it was his best ever game. His development as a coach, as a play caller, as a play designer, and as the architect of this offense, as the head of the snake on this football team and this organization, is truly what has elevated this Packers program to where it is right now. And all of the wins stack up to not a lot right now because they only have one playoff win and we still don't know if they can beat the 49ers in a game that matters. But the direction that this team is headed right now, this could be the best offense the Packers have ever had with Aaron Rodgers as sharp as he's ever looked. Does he have the same sort of magic in his in his bag of tricks the way that he did in 2011? Maybe not. But he can still make the wow plays. Both throws to Alan Lazard on the big plays were wow throws. Beautiful right-on-the-money throws. And the first one rolling to his left 50 yards in the air. And if Alan Lazard doesn't get attacked by the turf monster, it is a touchdown on Marshawn Lattimore, one of the best cornerbacks in football. This offense was beautifully designed, created all sorts of, of gimmies and openings for the Packers. It was aggressively called with shot plays at the right time, with fourth down calls in the places where they needed to go for it, and they made some of them. Now, they didn't make all of them. There was the Aaron Jones run in the middle of the field. Alan Lazard not able to get Malcolm Jenkins blocked. Malcolm Jenkins was unbelievable in this game. And the Packers were still able to get a win without arguably their best defensive player and their best offensive player not named Aaron Rodgers. They go down and beat a real NFC contender. That doesn't happen most seasons. Even in this strange COVID world, it probably doesn't happen if there's 70,000 crazed Saints fans. You know, if Houdat Nation shows up to this game, the Packers probably don't win it. Especially at the end of the game, you get an offsides call on a play where they weren't even going to call a play. They weren't even going to run it. They were going to do the thing that I hate them doing is try and get the other team to jump off sides and call timeout at the last minute. I hate that they do it, and it's a, a holdover from the McCarthy era. It's an Aaron Rodgers thing. He's so good at the, at the snap. They didn't even have a play called. They didn't have a play called. He, he was running and pointing at receivers and, and yelling out, hey, just go. And he makes a throw to Alan Lazard, and if Janoris Jenkins doesn't grab his whole arm, it's a touchdown. And, and the Packers are able to manufacture offense late in the game when they needed it. They get the Zadarius Smith fumble. They, it's 27-27. They go down. They're able to turn that only into a field goal. Okay, a little disappointing. They haven't been able to stop the Saints. The Saints have scored on four straight drives. Alvin Kamara cannot be tackled except on the most important third down of the game. It's third and five. Drew Brees cannot throw more than 15 yards down the field. They throw a little swing screen to Kamara, and Channon Sullivan crashes in, makes a tackle. They get off the field. 
They get the ball back to the offense. The Packers go down, and they do the thing that you have to do that they didn't do last year. They put their foot on the neck of their opponent, and they pressed. They go down. They get the touchdown. Now it's a 10-point game with two and a half minutes left, and you feel pretty good about your chances. Now, it did ultimately come down to an onside kick recovery, and I felt like the Packers' defense was certainly outplayed by the Saints' defense. But it didn't matter because of how skillfully called this game was. Every opportunity Green Bay had, they seemingly took advantage of it. It's efficiency on a level we haven't seen since at least 2014. And it isn't just all Rodgers. They have the answers now. They go into these games with the coaching matchup and feel like, yeah, we we deserve to win this game because we're the best coach team, we're the best scheme team, at least on offense. I think there are still some very valid questions about what's going on with Mike Patton and this defense, but that's something we'll get to a little later in the show. This offense is rolling, and they proved again they can do it in so many different kinds of ways. Okay, Devontae Adams is not on the field. All right, well, how about the tight ends come up with a bunch of big catches? You know, you get nine catches, 104 for two and two touchdowns. Large Robert Tanyan gets in the mix. Jay Sternberger makes a couple catches. Mercedes Lewis makes a great play to score a touchdown. This is this is what the Packers envisioned this offense to be when they hired Matt LaFleur, when they drafted guys like Jay Sternberger and, and put together the plan for this team. This is what they expected it to look like. And the fact that that faith and that plan is being rewarded is all the better it doesn't win games necessarily. You, you know, you, just having a good plan and executing it is one thing. But they're they're not only having a good plan and executing it. Their plan, their plan, is so much better than it was last year, and it's being executed so much better. And that's a credit to the floor. That's a credit to these receivers. That's a credit to the quarterback. The quarterback's playing better. The quarterback's playing better. I mean, we can we can sit here and talk all day about scheme. And the play calling and play stacking, you know, the order of plays and setting this up to look like this. I thought the, the broadcast did a great job of talking about, hey, make make two plays look the same but are different. And those details are important. But it, it comes down to the players making plays. And Alan Lazard is who he is. And he's he is a really capable secondary receiver. And we saw that. If you give him opportunities, he's going to eat up those opportunities. And if you get Jay Sternberger in space, he can make plays. If you get Rob Tanyan in space, he's he can make plays. And and Aaron Jones is going to give you what Aaron Jones gives you. I mean, this offense is executing a great plan. And when you have that, you have the opportunity to beat anybody. And I think part of the problem with Mike McCarthy late in his administration is you just didn't always trust him to have the best plan. You didn't trust him to match wits with Sean Payton. The Packers right now have a coach capable of doing that. And we knew they had a quarterback capable of going head-to-head with anyone. But last year, for as good as that team was and as many games as they won, you would not have felt great about going to New Orleans and having to score 30-plus points to beat a Saints team that needed a win. You just wouldn't. And and part of that was Rodgers. Part of that was the weapons. Part of that was the offense hadn't gelled yet. But now, now you feel like this team can go anywhere, play anyone, and their best 
is good enough to beat anyone in the NFL. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze and Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most and to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBD has CBDMD has to offer they're offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code locked on NFL at checkout that's CBDMD promo code locked on NFL for 25% off your purchase at CBDMD we we do need to talk about the defense because it was bad on Sunday. And the numbers on the run side don't end up looking horrible. 20 carries, 122. That's not terrible. I mean, six yards a carry, you, you don't love to see it. But, you know, it, it, it's not a killer unless you're giving up chunk runs. Well, the Packers gave up a chunk run. Alvin Kamara had a 49-yarder. You can't have that. But, but more importantly... You can't let Alvin Kamara get loose for a 50-yarder when all they're doing is throwing little swing routes to him. We're talking about checkdowns and swings. and it, He didn't even need to run any of the other fun routes that he can run. He, you can split him out, and, and you have the whole route tree at your disposal. And the disposal is where all of the Packers tackling belongs. It was an abomination. On the long touchdown in the second half, Alvin Kamara broke five Packers tackles. I mean, Will Redmond had a shot at him behind the line of scrimmage. Couldn't do it. Ty Summers looked like Zach Cruz said this on Twitter and I thought it was dead on. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, it looked like August of last year. He would get in position to make these plays and fall off. Just He just can't finish. He can't finish these plays. And then Adrian Amos had a shot at him. Jair Alexander had a shot at him. I mean, Jair Alexander had him dead to rights on the sidelines. Doesn't wrap up, just tries to put his shoulder into him. You you can't do that. You can't do that. Kamara had 13 catches for 139 and two touchdowns. Almost single-handedly beat the Packers. We talked about this on Friday. I said, unless Kamara can carry them to a win, and I don't see how he can. Well, they, he almost did it. And I said, okay, if the Packers, we think the Packers are going to get to 30, they did. How are the Saints going to get to 30? It's going to take Alvin Kamara being otherworldly, and he was otherworldly. Now, the good news for Green Bay, most teams don't have Alvin Kamara. So you can take solace there, but other teams have good receivers. Now, Emmanuel Sanders comes through. He gets the touchdown on a really nice play design. He has his most impactful game in a long time. I thought the I thought the announcers were... A little off in their designation of of Sanders as a game breaker for the 49ers last year. I don't I didn't see that, but this is a situation where you know Green Bay gets to watch Emmanuel Sanders, who they tried to sign, go out in the exact spot that Green Bay would have liked to have him. You don't have Devontae Adams, so have a veteran receiver that can go out and make plays. It turns out that that veteran receiver to go out and make plays is Alan Zard. And and it's really helpful when you have that guy. You have to find better solutions. Alvin Kamara. Now, 
No Kenny Clark. No Christian Kirksey. That's the guts of your defense. Your nose tackle and your all-world nose tackle, by the way. I mean, Kenny Clark does so much. This pass rush is not the same when he's not out on the field. Because we saw some of the NASCAR looks. Kingsley Kiki played really well. Kingsley Kiki played really well in this game. He was disruptive consistently in the backfield and was someone who the Saints had no answer for. I mean, he had two sacks, a TFL. He had a pass batted at the line of scrimmage. He was by far the Packers' best defensive player. And, you know, if that's going to be the case, if Sidarius Smith and Preston Smith are not going to be down-to-down impact players without Kenny Clark, that's part of the problem. And they need to get that worked out. Now, the good news for Green Bay on that front is you expect those players to be better. I mean, it's not out of the question that those guys just play better and they get into a better rhythm and and they find a way to, to get a little bit more energy and life in these games where there's no fans. And you get Kenny Clark back out on the field and suddenly, you know, it, it's harder to chip and it's harder to account for them. And you're able to get one-on-one matchups in a way that you weren't with Kenny Clark, not on the field. And then you get to play Kiki with Clark and the Smith brothers and Rashawn Gary. We saw Jonathan Garvin get a little run and and have some juice. They have they have the talent. We know they have the talent. But when you lose the heart of your defense, that inside with Clark and with Kirksey, you lose your signal caller. I thought Kirksey played well against the Lions. That is such a blow to your defense. Now, if those guys are out, you have to deal with what you have. And again, I think I think Kiki can be a useful pass rusher. I think he can be a disruptive penetrator. He's not Kenny Clark. Now, can you make do the rest of the way with your other linebackers? You know, we, we still have this this really nice story with Chris Barnes. Once again, was was a, a tackling machine in this game in, in somewhat limited snaps. Cole led the team. Ty Summers also had nine tackles. It feels like you could have just as easily said they missed that many because no one could tackle Kamara, and they played a lot of of coverages where they didn't even have someone accounting for Kamara, and that, I don't know, that just seems like a bad idea when they only have one player who can beat you and you don't seem to have a great plan for for how you're going to stop that guy. Luckily for the Packers, they they were able to score at will, but you do feel like, okay, teams that have this kind of weapon are going to be able to give the Packers problems. Now, again, how many times are they going to play those teams? But good play callers, Kyle Shanahan is going to have a plan for that. And they're going to, they're going to face some teams that are going to be able to scheme ways to get their linebackers in a position that they don't want to be in. I don't understand why Will Redmond is playing over Raven Green. I thought Redmond had a nice game last week, but we know what he is. And that's a special teams player. So can you get Raven Green on the field a little bit more? Can they get Kamal Martin back? Maybe he is what you need inside and and has that athletic ability because he does have the ability to be a playmaker in the run game and in the passing game. And that's something that the Packers desperately need right now. They're not getting the kind of productivity from that position that they need. And it's not just, oh, you know, teams are going to be able to match up running backs on linebackers. No, you just have to make be able to make tackles. And and you, you need to be able to fit the run and not give up, you know, eight yards of carry and a half. 
And the Packers weren't able to do that. Now, you have a very good offensive line in New Orleans, arguably the best in football. So you mix that with a great play caller, a Hall of Fame quarterback, and a superstar running back, and you, you just say, okay, well, they practice too, right? These are flaws that we know are deep-rooted in this team. You need to create some turnovers. They forced three fumbles, only recovered one, but they recovered the one that, that ends up being you know, the most material to the outcome of the game. And they dropped an interception late that would have like super sealed it. They already are up 10. Jair Alexander breaks on a little comeback route to Sanders. Drew Brees lollipops it out there. And, and Jair could have been, it could have been housed, but he drops it. Those are the opportunities that you have to take advantage of. They're the opportunities. I, I've said this a hundred times. They're the opportunities that the Chiefs took advantage of against the, the 49ers in the Super Bowl. You have to catch the, the interception they're going to throw you. Because just about every quarterback in the league, including Drew Brees, is going to throw you one. You got to make the play. And Green Bay was was great at, at getting, you know, the ball on the ground. They were only able to recover one of them. It's the mentality of this team: be disruptive, and and create splash plays. If they're able to do it, they can win these games, and and they can do it where their best run defense is their passing offense. But it certainly is going to make life more difficult if they have injuries. Up the middle, they're missing their best players. And if they're not going to tackle like an NFL team, go out and tackle. Have some pride in what you're doing. Make a tackle and get off the field. And speaking of having pride, have some pride in the things you put in your body. And that doesn't mean just eat things that taste like dirt. You don't have to do that. I don't, there are a lot of things that are really healthy that I just don't I like beets. I don't like beets. Gross. My family likes beets. I don't like beets. But you know what I do like? Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the, it's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar with flavors like caramel brownie, German chocolate, toffee almond, peanut butter brownie, assalted caramel. Delicious, delicious, healthy options. They're low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. So not only are they delicious, they are good for your body. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your next order. That's promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. You're worried about the Packers injury report. I get it. But what happens when you wind up on the injury report? The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network is transforming the way healthcare is delivered to make it easier for you to connect with the best of academic medicine when and where you need it. But what exactly is academic medicine anyway? First, it's rare. There are only 120 academic medical centers in the country. The Freighter and MCW Network is one of only two in the state and the only one in eastern Wisconsin. Academic medicine makes possible leading-edge primary and specialty care, research to find innovative cures for complex diseases, and the education of the next generation of healthcare professionals. It's like having a two-time MVP quarterback under center. You know you're in good hands, and you might just see things you never thought possible. Freighter and MCW physicians have been part of many scientific discoveries of new ways to prevent and treat diseases. Still wondering what academic medicine offers you? Visit www.freighter.com academic. The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network. This is what is possible. I think the obvious question about where we go from here is where does the team go from here? Because, you know, I think it's way too early to talk about are they are they peaking too soon? 
this is still a team that that's figuring it out offensively still a team that you know is dealing with some drop passes and you know there, there's still some some stuff off defensively and, and and there's still things that can be cleaned up for this for this Packers team but you know on on a day when we're going to get Ravens Chiefs tonight or maybe you're listening to this later in the week and you've already you've already watched that game how how good can this team be can they be the best team in the league you know after the the Packers lost to the 49ers I wrote a column for Acme Packing Company in which I said, you know, too often in Aaron Rodgers' career, the Packers lost to the better team. And I know that's a weird thing to say. But when you have Aaron Rodgers, you should be the better team if you're able to put a competent cast around him. But too often in his career, his team was not the better team. And you can make the case that the one Super Bowl they won, they weren't the better team than that Falcons team. They weren't the better team than that Steelers team. But they played better and they won a Super Bowl. In 2011, you know, they were the better team, I guess. But that Giants team won the Super Bowl. In 2012, 2013, they lost to 49ers teams that were better than them. The Seahawks were a better team in 2014 over the course of the season. The Cardinals in 15, the Falcons in 16, and the 49ers in 19. They were all better teams. When this season is over, will the Packers have lost to a better team? That question is best asked when we know if there is a better team. Now, I still think that the Ravens and the Chiefs are probably in a tier by themselves. But hey, guess what? The Packers only have to play one of them if they make it to the playoffs and and make it to the Super Bowl. They don't have to play one. They don't have to play both, just one. So I know the fan question is going to be, are they as good as the 49ers? And man, the 49ers have been able to continue to win despite all these injuries. Now, the Giants suck on ice. So I don't know if we can draw too many conclusions. You know, the 49ers go out and they get wins against both New York teams. Congratulations. Uh, I don't know that the Jets could could beat, you know, half the teams in the ACC right now. But they're still going to be really good. Even without Nick Bosa, even with the injuries that they have to this team, the heart of their schedule is coming up. It could be a situation where the Packers win enough games to have that game at home, whatever that means. And maybe they'll be able to have fans by then. Who knows? The, the numbers in, in Wisconsin need to get better for that to happen. That's for sure. Everyone, please do your part. Wear a mask. Stay inside if you can. The Packers look like they can be the best team. They have the talent defensively to play better than they've played. They just haven't executed. And maybe part of that is schematic issues. And, and I think it's very, it's very real that Mike Patton is coaching for his job this season. If, if they melt down in the playoffs again, I mean, it, Wade Phillips is, is currently unemployed. And there are, there are plenty of guys out there that would love to take this job and go chase a ring at the end of Aaron Rodgers' career. So can they be the best team? Well, right now, offensively, I mean, by the numbers, by EPA and, and that stuff, they've been the best offense. And they were again in a game against a really good team. So we can't just ignore the, oh, the Vikings, they, the Lions, they suck. Well, the Lions just beat 
a Arizona team we all think is good. And the Vikings played with a Titans team that we all think is good. So maybe maybe chill on disparaging those wins, but the, the Packers just beat a Saints team that we think is going to compete for the NFC Championship. They look like the best team in the NFC right now. And if that's the case, then this should be a Super Bowl team. And those are the expectations we have to set. We can't say, oh, well, we didn't expect them to take this big leap. No, we have to set expectations based on what we've seen. And what we've seen is this is either the best or the second best, certainly top three teams in the NFC and and has the potential to be the best team in the NFL. Anything less than that over the course of the season, short of you know crazy injuries, we have to we have to keep that in perspective as we move forward here. All right, we're changing up the schedule a little bit. Uh, Expert Tuesday is moving to Wednesday, and uh, hopefully we can get it scheduled with Lily to do Zayu doing uh, tomorrow instead, uh, because Mike Sandow from the Athletic is going to be here on Wednesday for Expert Wednesday, and then of course crossover Thursday. Uh, and, and the whole deal, Periscope Friday, all of that fun stuff. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Superlight Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24.